Oh, what a play by Lindor. Kipnis with a drive, headed deep right field, gone! And the Indians are back on top. Swung on, hit high and deep to left. Back goes Davis at the wall, leaps, made the catch! The 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss! High fastball got Batista. And a curveball strike, and Batista's crying again. Jose Batista used to lead the American League in home runs. Now he leads the American League in whining. The pitch. Swung on, line drive to left field. Chris coming on, dives. He made the catch! He made the catch! How about Andrew Miller? He's made 21 pitches today to get eight outs. 3-0 Tribe going to the ninth. Now the 2-2. A swing and a pop-up. First base side foul ground playable. Perez, Santana, Santana makes the catch. Ball game. The Indians have won the American League pennant. And Cleveland, for the sixth time ever, you will have a World Series. Well, then I guess there's only one thing left to do. What's that? Win the whole thing. That's right. Only one thing left to do. Win it all. Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. No need to go there. The podcasting doesn't work. I, uh, I, I'm i a little frustrated. I know. But- I'm joined this morning by uh, Matthew Fantone every weekday morning. And here's why I'm frustrated. My company bought this new like software mm-hmm. that's supposed to make podcasting easier. Now, I will admit, it looks like it's going to make the editing of the podcast easier, which is already pretty easy. It wasn't like that hard. We spent a bunch of money on something we didn't need. And now this thing we didn't need doesn't work. And I'm a little frustrated by that. It's not my boss's fault, right? It's not like he decided to buy this thing. So this isn't a local thing. This is like a head-scratching company thing where it's like, why did you people do this? And why did we roll it out before we knew if it would work? Like, they came here, like, the last week, and they had, like, two guys from this company come in here and go, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. You're going to love it. But it's not totally ready, but we're using you as a market to get it ready. So now we don't have, we can't put up the show every day. We can't do it. You definitely like to think that people would have tested things before you go live with something. Right. I mean, that's a pretty you know obvious uh, thing to do. And you'd also like to think that until we were comfortable with it and until we felt that everything was up to code. And, we wouldn't uh, use it. Well, at the very least, we would have the option to do both. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Like, don't throw away the old machine until we're sure the new machine is doing its job. That's what I would have liked that. That was, that, that was a good thinking. I'll tell you. When we were in that meeting last week about this new podcast software, I was nervous it wasn't going to work because they showed us like a staff photo of the company. And in that photo was two dudes I used to work with in the radio business. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, is that Sean? Whoa, wait a minute. Dude, is that Curtis? And I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. I, was like, I knew right then and there. I was like, yeah, if those two dudes are like in charge of stuff, I know better. I know those dudes. I was like, this isn't. And so I'm like a little annoyed now. And like I said, it's not my boss's fault. It's not definitely not your fault. I don't know why I'm starting your Friday with it, but I am, so we're all just going to get through it. I, uh, it's just we had a couple of big shows this week. We're in the middle of a ratings period. This stuff helps you, right? And I'm also getting emails from corporate like, you guys are pacing only at 75% of your digital you know, reach goal. Or, well, quit sending me emails about how the Internet goals aren't being met when you're making it impossible for the Internet goals to be met. 
Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I, can't, I can't disagree like, with you. One or the other there. Either either you give me the access and we have all the machines, we have everything that works, and then we can talk about how the internet goals aren't being met, or you shut up about the internet goals not being met. That's what, That's how I would do it. I don't think I would be as ballsy as this company is, as, hey, we're taking all this stuff away from you, but you better still find a way to do it. I, I, I'm going to assume that whoever sent out that email about the didn't internet know. goals didn't know. You know I what know. I mean? It's, it's a huge machine that we're working with here when it comes to our company, so there's multiple different parts. I understand your frustration, I'm though, frustrated. dude. frustrated. I mean, especially when it comes down to it, you're the one who's, whose ass is kind of on the line for things like that, and when people are like, hey, dude, want to listen the to the show? Maxwell show? Dude, I, dude, I heard that one. What, what, what happened? Where's all this? Where's that? Where, yeah. I want to go back and listen. I didn't get to hear New Tour Tuesday. Now I want to hear it. It's been a um, it's been a long or a quick week. I feel like this yeah. week has gone by very fast, but a lot, a, of, a lot of stuff has been shoved into it this week. So I can understand why Stansbury's bubbling over a little. Let bit me this tell morning. you, I do. I get there, it. There are there are a couple of good things going on. With okay. Me. All right. I feel a little let's, relaxed yeah, in Friday. the sense. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get it into Come Friday on. mode. Here. Come on. So I went to Skyland Pines yesterday. Okay. Right. And so I got to the golf course, and I was like, all right, well, it's nice enough to where you could still play. Like, you could play. I was like, but it's looking like it's going to rain in a little while, so why don't we do this? Why don't we just hit the driving range? Okay. And I've been struggling with my driver. I've started to hit the irons all right. My wedges are actually dialed in. We're, we're pretty good there. But, like, the driver's been escaping me. It's a hard club to hit. So I was like, all right, well, that was your goal all winter was to spend all your time in like the heated driving range at Skyland Pines. So why don't we just start that today? And I figured out yesterday, there's a lot of mechanics in all these new drivers, Phantom. There's center of gravity weights. There's like all this stuff. There's like all different settings and you can switch them and all that stuff. So long story short, I took the weight from the back of the club to the front of the club. And there must be something in that with the way I swing it. That makes a huge difference because I started hitting the driver much more consistently right down the line. Feeling now, good. A little bit off to the right, but m- right. not like, oh my God, that's in the other fairway. Like, I would still be in like the hole I was trying to hit. And I'm encouraged by it, as you can see, and Fanto can see, I'm in full rain gear, golf rain gear today. And that's because I'm going right back to Skyline to go right back to the driving range as soon as the show is over to see if it if it continues two days in a row. You need to. I'm glad you were out there. I'm glad. I'm glad the ball was need going it. straight. You needed it. Need buddy. it. Honestly, at this need point. It. How are you doing? Ah, uh, good, good. What's going no, on with it, you? It, dude, it's a Friday, so you know it's all guys happy about that one. Yeah. Um, and like I said, dude, this has just been a, a, a full week of stuff. And I mean, whether it was, you know, uh, when Maxwell came in this week, Freddie the Frog passed away this oh week. Oh, my God, yeah, that's The right, Indians staying up for them. And, like, there was, you know, a couple things, like, in the personal world going on. So it's just, like, I feel very, like, thank you, God, I have nothing going on this weekend. There's no big plans. There's no big anything. Like, I, 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 uh, I, I dude, I'm just happy it's Friday. I have a very similar situation. Like now tonight, I'll be at the Haunted School Austin Laboratory, right? Because we gave away a bunch of tickets, and then like the grand prize winner, who I believe is Kim Lewis, I believe is her name. Uh, like they're touring it with me, right? So I have that to do to, uh, tonight. But there's like no Agora shows this weekend that I'm working. Nothing like that. So I'll do that tonight. Come home, and then I actually have. I need to get out of the house tomorrow. Okay. And so I am going to, I, I'm, I, I'm cleaning the house this afternoon, and then tomorrow night, I come hell or high water, I'm going to be in bars, I'm going to be drunk, and I don't care if I got to club somebody over the head and drag them back to the house. I got to get out of this slump a little. Do you, uh, do you feel like you've just been hibernating? Do you yes. feel like you've just been in the cave too long I, and you need to get out there and go see the world? I can get to be a little antisocial. Yeah. 
I can get to be where, you know what, I don't want to deal with anybody. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to see other people. I can get to be that way. And I don't really, I don't like it. Right. I mean, I think what happens there is 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 whether it's something <clears throat> mental or you just decide like, hey, I'm going to check out for a little bit. You get, you know, a pretty nice TV in front of yeah. you, a bag of weed. And it's just like, no, dude, I don't have to go anywhere. The outside pizza, sucks. Pizza delivers. Yeah. So I, I, I understand that you definitely, and I've seen it a couple times, but good. Go out there. Do you know, get out there. Yeah. I'm sure there's some young lady in Canton, Ohio, who's looking to make some bad decisions <laughs> with you. I'm going, yeah, I'm going out. Dude, I, 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 I got to get out. I have to. I can feel it. I, uh, I, I, I I'm getting strange. Yeah, I'm getting strange. And okay, so you feel like you're slumping. You feel like this is a slump buster situation yeah, yet? But, uh, yeah, a little bit. Now, self imposed a little bit because I kind of like, uh, again, I will empty the roster out pretty often. Well, and that's understandable. Um, but when it comes comes to a, to be a true to the heart slump buster in my opinion oh, no. um oh, no. you have to at least be willing sometimes it doesn't work out like this but you have to be willing to sacrifice a little bit on your standards where if you usually feel like see that's why that's where i uh, see i uh, i'm not a big fan of that then you're not truly in the in the market for a slump buster I know. you're not truly in the market yet you're i not say i am but then like cuz my buddies all say that too they're like dude you're a little like if if you're going to complain like you, the, like that seems dude that she, that's a 7 and i'm like yeah I don't. I don't think so. Um, wanting to get laid is different than like needing a slump buster. Yeah, so. I want to get laid. I don't need a slump buster. Okay. I want to get laid. Right. That's so, yeah. You're right about that. Well, and I don't want to say like you know that's a different uh, that's a different equation you're getting there. But slump busting is like, hey, dude, I'm gonna take one for the team. I'm gonna take one for the orgasm. If maybe you need to go up into the Belden Village area or something tonight. Maybe or is that on, right? On Saturday night. Maybe downtown's not gonna be for you. Maybe you got to get out there and and and, and diversify a little. But bit. maybe I. Want want a chicken flannel and suspenders and Doc Martin boots. Maybe that's what I want. Well, so Buzzman's where you go. You've got options. No, I. Uh, but no, you're right about that. It's not really a slump under situation. I also have this problem where I can get a little hyper-focused on a situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I can get a little bit like, well, and again, I saw this woman. I've never met her. I don't know, even know her name for Christ's sake. But I've seen this woman around town like 10, 15 times. We saw her uh, uh, earlier this week. She's incredibly attractive. And so I can get a little like, but that's what I want. And I don't want anything else than that. You know what I mean? And I don't even know this person. And so then what happens is you'll see other women. And you're like, oh, well, she's pretty, but not that pretty. And so like I don't. And so then I end up not talking to him because I'm like, well. I already, you know what I mean? I don't even, that person could be awful. She could suck as a person. I mean, self-sabotaging behavior right there. You're putting her up on a pedestal because you know you're not going to get her. And it's like, oh, well, if I just put her up there, I can, I can, I can, I can look down on everyone else. Well, I like doing that. Well, I know you like doing that, but I think in the <laughs> like long term, you know, that's not, that's, you know, that's not leading you to, to what but, you want to want there. Dude, being judgmental and telling people they're not good enough is my favorite. I'm so good at it. I, dude, I really, really like it, but I'll tell you why. I need to, I, now, why I do that, but I, I'll tell you, what, I dude, I got to get this turned around. I read a story this morning that is terrifying. Okay, and I'm going. This is going back to the job thing now, and dating a little bit, I suppose. I need to not, and I know I started today's show out calling the company out, but I got to do a better job of this because let me tell you how bad life can get when you lose the job you love, or when you end up doing, when you end up walking away from a career. There's a guy who used to be on TV. And you'll know him. He was on Fox. He was on CBS. He was on a bunch of he was on a bunch of major networks. And he left the broadcast industry. And he claims he's happy. I wouldn't be happy. But to each their own. But you won't believe what this guy ended up doing. And you know what? I'll tell you actually next on the uh, on the Sansbury Show. Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. 
Just about 6.30. You got about an hour left before we pass out those Bon Jovi tickets. That show is going to be March 19th at the queue. They don't go on sale until tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock. But you can win them before you can buy them. Bon Jovi at the queue in March. Pass those out 7.30 this morning. Also at 8, talk to you about the new technology that the NBA is wrapping its arms around and some major changes coming to the viewing of NBA games that season right around the corner. You got to be pumped about that, right? Four days away, man. Four yeah, days. That's amazing. Tuesday. It's crazy. It uh, obviously when you go late into a season and you play in the championship series, the season, the off season shortened considerably. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Browns' off season lasts forever because <laughs> you know, hey, sixteen games and we're done. They're still in the off season. You look at the Cavaliers. You look at the uh, you look at the Tribe. You play out, you know, the entire season, and all of a sudden it's like, damn, dude, it's short. Yeah, you're back. right. Yeah, the deeper you go into a championship run, you're right. I never th- never really thought about it that way, but it's absolutely true. Uh, again, I wasn't meaning to go here, but I heard this yesterday. And, dude, apparently things are not good with the Golden State Warriors. Apparently things are already not good. I didn't know this, but I guess Steve Kerr and Draymond Green don't get along. And Draymond Green was a Luke Walton guy who now left and is now the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. And apparently security had to, like, intervene last year between those two, uh, you know, getting into a fight. Now I'm hearing that Clay Thompson and Draymond Green don't get along. Everybody's trying to figure out where all these shots for Kevin Durant are going to come from. They're going to come from Draymond Green. And he's a little Odell Beckham Jr.-ish where if you mess with him, he's going to... I mean, look what happened in the NBA Finals. LeBron kind of messed with him, got in his head a little bit, and then what happened? He got himself suspended. Easily baited. I think he's going to be easily baited this year. I, I, dude, I said when they picked up Durant, Durant's an, uh, he's a transformative player. He's amazing. But they got skinnier and they got more outside shooting, which is not what they needed. They needed to get more physical. They traded away all their bigs except for Draymond. And if you look at it, it's like, dude, that's your big. If we get him in foul trouble early, we win. I'm not sure they made the right move with Kevin Durant. I'm glad you mentioned that Draymond Green is a Luke Walton guy, because honestly, who's not a Luke Walton guy, dude? Who, who didn't love him on the Cavaliers? Number one cheerleader. He was down there <laughs> clapping and pointing. I loved Luke Walton. Every, Luke, can, yeah, you can do worse than Luke. I consider myself a Luke Walton guy. Is that um, right? And dude, hey, I understand what you're saying, and especially early in the season, there's going to be some headbutting. You've got guys who are there's gonna you know, be chemistry wildly issues. talented, and you have guys that are multimillionaires and, and, and superstars in their, in their sports, so of course you're going to have some of those issues. Issues. But at the end of the day, and more importantly, at the end of the season, you have guys who are extremely talented basketball players, and you have almost a hundred games there to kind of get it figured out before they really start mattering. And I that uh, will help them. I, right. I, I definitely think that the Golden State Warriors will be a very formidable opponent, regardless whether Steve Kerr and Draymond Green are getting. Along. Is it the rematch next year of the Warriors v Cavs, third time in a row? There feels very likely to me. I mean, I think there's the best two teams in basketball right now. I I think the Cavs certainly have the the best opportunity to make it out of the East, and the Warriors. We'll see, you know, it, how how this how this you know addition of Kevin Durant goes. But I would have to say yes. And honestly, I think it's fantastic for the NBA. I think it's fantastic for both franchises. I uh, I really hope that this turns into one of those situations where we can actually pour champagne in our own locker room. That'd be great. Um, but you know, it's 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 been the opposite for the past two years. They soaked our room, we soaked theirs, and and you know, we'll see what happens in the rubber. Match. Kyrie Irving, your MVP. Heard it here first. Heard about the Indians going to the World Series here first. You heard Kyrie Irving, MVP of the league. Heard that here first. Okay. So we've hinted at multiple times that not only do we love doing this job, 
but we're terrified of what we would have to do if we didn't do this job. Radio and broadcasting, its skills really don't lend themselves very well to anything Yeah, they don't translate. I mean, at this point, I can say to a boss, like, hey, I'm kind of sort of funny, and he's going to be like, dude, I don't care. You better shut... Right. Yeah. The the things that make (laughs) uh, you and I both excel at this is what would get you bounced from any other career, right? It's just the way it is. For sure. So people that are on radio or TV kind of hold these jobs sacred because it's all we got. And Jim Walker was a guy who was on uh, Fox for a while. He was on NBC News and CBS for a while. And he was like an award-winning journalist, this guy. Okay. And he left the business willing, on his own volition, Mm -hmm. left the business and has taken a pretty serious turn in career choices. All right. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a very, it's a big change from what he was doing. Okay. Jim Walker is now a gay porn star. Now, again, this was an award winning journalist and you do what you want. I don't care. I'm not judging. Okay. But that's pretty much a nightmare scenario for me. Hey dude, you got fired from rock one Oh six, nine gay porn. No, Jim Walker's probably gay. I was going to say, what if it was just porn porn? Or gay for pay. Because that's popular in pornography. It's not a guarantee. But in an interview with Titan Men, is a news outlet I'm not going to be reading, Jim Walker opened up about the reasons why. He says he left the business three years ago, 2013, after his boss in Southwest Florida told him that the research had shown people here just don't like you. And again, these companies will do that. They will spend thousands of dollars putting research in the field, polls in the field to try to find out how you people feel about the people that are on radio or TV. And when you have a boss who doesn't like you, (coughs) Dave Popovich, they love to show you this information. They love to shove it in your face. Because you're not their guy, their boss told them to hire you, or whatever the circumstance should be. And I've had this happen. And again, I just told you who did it to me. And they try to like force you out. They don't want to fire you, but they're trying to like get in your head. They're trying to force you out, trying to get you in a situation where you feel like, oh, you know what? I, people don't like me. I just need to find something else. I need to get out of here. So he left the business. He said the immense pressure to get ratings and all that stuff weighs on you. And it does. It it, it, it does. This, these jobs don't seem all that hard, but that's the hard part. It's sitting there going, oh, my God, dude, I got it. Dude, the Rock 106.9 is literally in the middle of the pack. Nobody knows what it is. Nobody really listens. Now, it's my job. It's Fantone's job to work hard every day and get it to get it noticed and get it recognized. And there's so many ups and downs to it, and and we'll do great one ratings period, and nothing will change for the next ratings period. But it'll just take a nosedive. It's it. There's your entire future is just made up numbers. That's all it's based on, and it, it is. There, there's a lot of frustration and like stress that comes with that. He says here he misses covering the breaking stories, the big stories of the day. Doesn't miss the schizophrenic management. And dude, did he hit the nail on the head there? Broadcast management. They are schizophrenic. They are bipolar. It's just the nature of the biz. And part of it is this. Managers now get information on viewership and ratings every six hours when it used to be you get it every six months. 
Now it's all digital, and these dudes look at their computers, and then they start screaming, Oh my God, four people shut you off when you were talking about that! And they freak out. And it's because this business has gone through deregulation, and we stopped paying top-tier managers top-tier money, and we started hiring guys that don't deserve to be in charge of radio stations and TV stations in charge of them, and they don't know how to program. They just go off of like these now meters that they have, and they think that that makes them a genius. What, what makes a genius programmer is knowing in your gut this is what we should do and sticking it out and waiting for your plan to develop because it takes time. It takes eight, an immense, well, for most people, it takes an immense amount of time. Phantom and I actually took this station to number one pretty fast. But for most people, it takes a, 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 an ungodly amount of time. You know, and a lot of programmers don't want to do that, which drives air personalities to apparently making gay pornography for a living. Is this, I mean, did yeah. you, did, uh, do you feel a little gayer after I get that out? Or? I'm not gay! Dude, as soon as they introduced me to you, I felt a little gayer. <laughs> Jim Walker, now known the world round as Dallas Steel. Palace Steel. Yeah. He says they've obviously decided that at some point that there are limitations about who you can be and what you can do. He says, and I'm 40. Sorry if the haters have decided that gays over 40 are supposed to put on board shorts, move to the suburbs, and settle down to bridge parties. <laughs> what are bridge? I don't know what a bridge party is. Uh, it's a card game. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Bri- oh, God. Well, Dude, you're you 40, a, not 70. You think it's some weird... Game? I thought it was a gay thing. I did. I didn't, I didn't know people still played bridge. I'm sorry. I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to generalize all the gays there. I didn't mean to do that. That just felt like... I mean, look, this is a decision he made, but it's like if you were to run down my nightmare. Hey, dude, you don't get to say Black Sabbath anymore. Now you gotta go... Now, now you gotta go do that. That would be terrible. I wouldn't want to be a straight porn star either, to be honest with you. I wouldn't want that job either. What is your backup plan, Phantom? What are you going to do? I don't know. I mean, if I got fired tomorrow, I'm definitely going to have to go work at a restaurant again. But, like, I'll go wait tables. But, like, I, dude, you can't do that forever. I can't do that forever. And I, I don't know what I'd end up doing. I, dude, it's, it's, it's one of the, uh, what do I want to say? One of, like, the, the worst thoughts I have is, like, what am I going to do if this all falls apart? And, like, I'd go, dude, I, fingers crossed I'd go find another radio job, but, like, I can't make that happen. You would, but it would probably take you longer than you're prepared right, to wait. Right, right, But yeah. you would get another job, for sure you would. I can only wait until the next paycheck. Right. <laughs> so, like, I mean, if that that being the case, yeah, I would have to go wait tables. What are you doing? Obviously, you're still, still, still going to be a bartender, right? Yeah, i work at, I mean, honestly, if I quit this job and worked full-time at the Agora, I would actually make more money. That's a really, dude, the Agora is a high-paying bartending gig. I would actually make more money doing that full time than I than doing this. Make more money but, being a gay porn star too, buddy. <laughs> but I don't know how long I can do that. You know what I mean? Like I can do this another 15, 20 years. I'm not sure I have 20 years of the Agora in me. Probably not. No, definitely not. I know I don't. I'd eventually just reach over the bar and start punching people. That job can be wildly annoying. But it pays well, so you deal with it. And this one doesn't, so you deal with it. We touched on a story yesterday about a celebrity offering up some uh, some unsavory acts if you're willing to vote Hillary Clinton. It turns out dude, this story's kind of on the up and up a little bit. I want to examine it a little further. We'll do so next on the Sansbury Show. Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9.
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Oh, no. We're online at WRQK.com. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. I don't want to do this. I really don't. I don't want to jump up and down on somebody when their life is going in the wrong direction. But I just got a message from a guy at the Facebook page. His name is Chris. And I didn't know about this. Maybe you do because you're sort of friends with him. Although I don't know when the last time you talked to him was. But, dude, apparently your boy DeLuca, apparently the marriage is over. Apparently divorced and she's moving back to Ohio. I did not know about that. I, that's all speculation. And, dude, again, I want to make this abundantly clear. I don't think it's funny when people's lives fall apart. That's not funny. It was predictable. When you quit your job, move to Florida, don't have don't have a business model, it's predictable the chick's going to be like, wait a minute, there's no money? Yeah, I'm out. There's no stability? I'm out. That's predictable. But I'm not going to jump up and down. on the Look, I thought the guy was a terrible radio dude. But I don't want his life to be miserable. Oof. Yikes. Yeah, when Jon Stewart puts that piece of paper in front of you, dude, just sign it. <laughs> I mean, just sign it. I'll probably take my own advice when they put that piece of paper in front of me next month. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We touched on this story yesterday, and I didn't believe it. I thought I was being taken out for a ride by this. And Van Tootsen was like, I don't know, dude. I don't think it's all that far out of bounds. And I thought he was nuts. But now Fantone's actually unearthed the audio. We have the audio here of Madonna. I apparently this is before an Amy Schumer show, I think is what's happening here. Yeah, she's the uh she was putting Amy Schumer up on stage at Madison Square Garden there. And so Madonna's got one hell of an offer for you if you're willing to vote for Hillary Clinton. And we'll take a listen to that. If you vote for Hillary Clinton, I will give you a Whoa. And I am good. I am good. I'm not a douche and I'm not a tool. I take my time. I have a lot of eye contact. Yeah. And I do Whoa. Whoa. All right. You heard in there say, uh, she says, I'm not a douche and I'm not a tool. Remember the British accent thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're kind yeah, of a douche. That was pretty you're douchey. Kind of a tool. Pretty tooly. But I believe it was you, Matthew Fantone, that had yesterday said that you feel like Madonna would be a pretty decent, let's call it a flautist. Okay. And, and I said no. But I got to tell you, I've had a night to sleep on it, and I think, Fantone, I think you might have been right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you can't just tell based on the way a woman looks whether she's going to be good at that or not. I actually can. I, I, I'm amazing at this. I'm going to say I'm gonna say you think you can, but then sometimes they overperform and sometimes they underperform, and it's like, well, I thought I had you pegged, but maybe I, maybe I didn't. Okay. Nobody's 100% at okay. it. My okay. averages are very, very right. good in this department. Stansberry's like the Babe Ruth of picking those out. Oh, dude, I'm amazing at it. Um... Uh, so, I, I I just feel like Madonna, given her sexual history, given her partners in the past, given her, the openness she has about sexuality, the sex book where the dog was going down on her. Oh yeah, remember that? <laughs> remember that? Oh yeah. I mean, she had that whole sex book. I mean, sex was her whole thing, right? 
I mean, she was always in trouble. Not in trouble, but there was always controversy surrounding her performances because she would like simulate masturbation on a bed. Right. That was like a whole thing. Right. I'm willing to bet. Here's the thing. She's like 50. Not that 50's old, but I'm guessing that the skills are somewhat diminished in the sense that, dude, probably not as active, right? Um, Yeah, but still like riding a bike. I mean, if you're, really? able, if you're able to do it, you're able to do it. Ladies, and- tweet me in at Sansbury Show. I need to know that. Is performing oral sex like riding a bike? I'm not sure. And let's be real. I would say more than 50%. I mean, a vast majority of it is just enthusiasm, just being happy to be there and having a job. You're going to go far when it comes to that. Much like most jobs, effort will get you halfway home. Sh- showing up and and, and, and put, be in there. And putting putting a shoulder into it. Yeah, you're going to be fine. Little elbow grease. Lucky. Now, I saw this this morning, and I knew this was, was going to set you off, and that's why I wanted to talk to you about this. Okay. So now people on the right are saying, oh, my God, how hypocritical are the liberals? Oh, my God, they're all upset about Donald Trump's tapes, and yet Madonna says this, and now they're totally okay with it, laughing about it, thinking this is a big joke. Well, there's a huge difference here. Madonna's not running to be the leader of the nation. That's first and foremost. Also, she's offering you a consensual sex act. Yeah, huge difference. Uh. Versus describing sexual assault. Yeah, huge, huge Big difference, difference there, right? Big difference. I don't, think, I don't think the liberals' po- problem with what Donald Trump was saying is that it was sex. I think everybody understands he has sex as a person. I mean, look at the women he's married. You look at the many, many, you know, um, affairs that he had. I mean, you know he what likes I mean? beautiful right, women. Right. There's, right? No, there's no question about that. So nobody's w- was under the, you know, impression that he wasn't having sex. It's what he t- had said about it. And, you know, I think there's also a point to be made of it's not like liberals have ever considered themselves the party of family values. Right. And faith. We, and right. That. And all right. that. And, hey, we're better than you because we're holier than you. So, of no. course, of course, liberals are being uh, hypocrites. That's what they do. That's who we are. Like, That's, dude, we blow in the wind. That's all we do. By nature, by design, yeah. by 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 very definition. It's easy. Come on over. You're going to get a beager from Madonna. Another Madonna story. This one a little bit better for her as she's been nominated for the Songwriters Hall of Fame. And I got to be honest with you, she's a shoe-in, right? I don't know which song she's written and which ones she hasn't, but as we sit here looking at Madonna songs, dude, there are hit, so hit, many good hit, Madonna songs. Hit. Her greatest hit. Okay, so my buddy Jim needed a bunch of music put on his iPod, okay? And he didn't own as much music as I did, so I took a, a bunch of the CD books over there and loaded them into his computer and like loaded up his iPod for him, right? And this was years ago now, like four or five years ago now. To this day, he like yells at me for putting Madonna's greatest hits on on his iPod. And I don't get that. Dude, her greatest hits album is probably one of my favorite records ever. I just keep pulling them out. I'm like, dude, I want to listen to Borderline. I want to listen to Borderline, but I also want to listen to True Blue. Like, what am I going to do? Which one do I pick? So many good Madonna songs. What's the... She had a really, I forget the name of it, but she had a really like ballady type song that I could not, that I can't get enough of. I, I'm drawing a blank on the name of it, but I love her, dude. Her grace, you know what? I'm gonna pull it out and I'm gonna listen to it today. Not, I'm not. Well, I'm gonna pull out the CD. I'm just gonna pull it out from Madonna there, dude. Just Google, you know, 1980s Madonna picks. Pull it out, dude. Who's stopping you? We live a part of your childhood. People love nostalgia nowadays. You could start the nostalgia masturbation trend. Just pulling it off to Madonna. Dude, who's stopping you? Do what you want, Stansberry. All right, dude, we're going to commercial. (laughs) You remember you just said that.
You're the one that's got to deal with it. All right, Indians fans have lost their goddamn minds. You've lost your minds. I know, we're going to the World Series. It's awesome. It's exciting. But you guys are starting to make stupid decisions already. I'm going to kind of go off next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. You're about a half hour away from getting hooked up with Bon Jovi tickets. That show March 19th at the Q. Tickets go on sale tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., but you can win them today on the Stansbury Show. Fantone, I got bad news for you, buddy. Bad news. Bad, bad, bad news. What is it? Dude, you're gonna dude, you're gonna hate it. You're gonna hate it. What? Dude, I have now information that solidifies for sure. Donald Trump wins the election. Really? Oh yeah. Really? It's over. Hillary cannot win. I uh, I'm surprised, but I would love to hear more about it. How is this uh, bombshell this breaking news happening now? Hillary will never win the election. Because apparently on the Meredith Vieira show, 50 Cent and Young Jeezy say that they love Donald Trump and they love that he's politically incorrect and they love him. So 50 behind the Donald. Well, you know, 50 and Jeezy right there. It's been a uh, uphill battle for Donald Trump to get African-American voters swaying his way. There you go. And dude, you get the kid 50 Cent up in it. 50. He likes Trump. It really shouldn't be all that shocking, right? Rappers all about the money, all about the playing, all about you know, the, like the billionaire lifestyle. And Donald Trump kind of has that. Really doesn't have to like rap about it. Actually has it. Rappers also like to be in the headlines, and uh, I think Fifty Cent is savvy enough to know. Well, dude, oh, everyone else is saying Hillary, Hillary, right. Hillary. Oh, dude, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Donald. So I, I mean, there you go. She can't win. Can't win without Fifty. Can't win without Jeezy. Yeah, if I was putting a squad together of I'd political operatives, dude, fifty and Jeezy would be on my list for sure. Who cares about uh, who cares about the electoral votes of Pennsylvania? I need fifty cent on my side. I get, dude. I think Jeezy would be my defense secretary. I, I could see it. That's fair. That's that, that's fair. Dude held the trap down for a while. Now. He did. Dude, he's held the trap down. All right, let's. Right now, white people are like, "What? What are you guys talking about? What is the? What the hell is the trap? What is that?" All right, Indians fans, I got to sit you down and yell at you a little. Okay. Bit. All right. Now I know we're going to the World Series. We're all excited. Everybody's happy. First of all, forty thousand dollars for field box seats. Jeez. Now that's not the fans' fault, but that's just crazy. That's just crazy. You couldn't give away Indians tickets in June. Couldn't give them away. And now, all of a sudden, World Series. Now, again, prices is going to go up. I get it. Of course. All right? But more importantly than that is I saw, dude, Indians fans now, they're like, they had a petition out there to try to get Charlie Sheen to come in as the wild thing and throw the first pitch Tuesday night. I don't Ricky get it. Ricky Vaughn right there. I don't get it. The wild thing. I think it's stupid. Now, he's already tweeted out and said, oh, I'd be honored. He, he called uh, Major League the gift that keeps on giving there. I would have thought that that would have been the HIV. Oh, come on. I would have thought that would have been that. But what are you people thinking? I don't want Charlie Sheen as the wild thing out there throwing the first pitch for the World Series. That's part of that. That movie's great. It's a classic. I'll always love it. But it's part of that loser mentality, losing culture, Cleveland sucks mentality. 
that we need to just shed ourselves. Until What did I say the other day about the, the, when I went to go work at that other radio station? I talked about how the banners around the building were all slumping and this and that. And I made all the interns go around and straighten them up and fix them. Because until you care about your product, nobody else is gonna. And dude, Northeast Ohio, until we shed the loser mentality, nobody else is gonna shed it for us. Why do you want to grip onto this? Why do you want to hold on to when things were awful? We just won an NBA championship. We're about to win a World Series. You got to look forward. Don't go to the past for this. I also heard, I think the Indians actually themselves were floating the idea of Jose Mesa. No. Jose Mesa, a terrible decision. Terrible Awful decision. decision. You don't bring the guy that ruined it for you to like for the opening ceremony. Right. Uh, there's no reason to have Jose Mesa up on If you the, don't know, Jose Mesa blew the 97 World Series. Yeah. And, hey, dude, you probably should know that. What are you, some sort of stupid millennial that wasn't around in the 90s? What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you right? mean you weren't alive? Well, uh, Jose Mesa, a terrible decision. Come on. I, listen, I'm not like, dude, no, Charlie Sheen is a great decision. But I see why Indians fans would want that. I can see why, especially if it wasn't Charlie Sheen coming out there, if it was Charlie Sheen in character as, as Ricky the wild Vaughn. thing, Ricky Vaughn. Now, uh, you can say that that's a, 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 a chapter where the Indians were a bunch of losers, but that movie holds true still. That movie still very much it matters, still crappy. matters to Northeast Ohio sports fans. I think matters made the Indians relevant on a bigger scale, like made them more nationally known people love that movie i'm not saying like dude no we have to do this but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna rally against it i'm not gonna say that i don't that's, like it i don't like it well i mean the movie in the movie did, did they win or did they lose the series in the movie i, I can't, can't remember. remember i think they lose but i just think it's a dumb idea and i knew baseball wasn't gonna let you do it it's too controversial well, that's what I was going to say, is that you can't separate Rick Vaughn from Charlie Sheen. Right. And when you put him up there, now, Dude, he's got tiger blood. He's smoking rocks. Had his kids ripped yes. from his grips. But I mean, dude, the guy's a mess. Clean now. I mean, Daryl Strawberry's still involved with the, with, the, or with the MLB, right? Had a career in the MLB. I guess I, I'm wondering if that's what's going to make it different. I don't know. Now, look, I don't care if Charlie Sheen smokes crack. Do whatever you want. I don't care. So who should be up there, up on the mound? Who should be tossing this thing? Dude, Obama. Yeah. He's about ready to come out of office. He's got yeah. under 100 days left. Can't argue with that. It's the World Series. It's a, it's a public figure everybody knows. It's like, dude, if you turn on... All right, let's say it's Jose Mesa. We're already going to have problems getting people to watch this series outside of, like, it looks like it's going to be Chicago, Cleveland. Outside of there, I bet the ratings for the World Series are actually pretty bad, Right. So now, let's say people in Oklahoma turn on the TV and it's Jose Mesa. Most people are going to spend their time going, who? Who the hell is that? I think you got to have somebody that if the sound's down and you're watching it at a bar, you look at it and go, that's exactly who that is. And Barack Obama's that guy. Yeah, it's hard to argue with the president of the United States of America. It is. Um, with Jose Mesa, I don't even know if, if necessarily everybody identifies him as an Indians player, you no, know what I'm saying. He played for like four teams, right? Yeah, he, he had a bit of a, a, a history in the MLB, so a lot of teams are going to identify him as you know, not necessarily with the tribe. At Scrappy three six nine tweeted in and says this: I like the idea of Sheen at first, but after thinking more about it, they should have John Adams do it. That's the drummer that's at every game. 
Ah. The guy that beats the drum there. Yeah. Flies in the face of my argument of it needs to be somebody everybody recognizes, but does that guy deserve it? Yeah. Did you know they don't give him those tickets? He pays. Really? Yeah. Really? I found that out. At, I went to game one of the ALCS. People were talking about it in the stands. They're like, dude, the Indians don't comp that. He pays. That's crappy. That's insane. Yeah. Now, again, I got that third hand. Because he's probably got to buy two tickets. got to put that drum oh, on yeah. the seat, right? It is, too. They were talking about that, too. How did, how did they make sure he gets all the playoff tickets and the ALCS tickets? And, and, and... I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Like I said, I heard it from somebody in the stands. I took them at their word. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but that's what I had heard. They're saying Obama's going to probably throw out at a Cubs home game since he's from Chicago. Okay, uh, that that's true. Sense. He is from Chi-Town there, so he, they might have him out there for, uh, you know, game three, right? Drew Carey? Okay, yeah. Machine Gun Kelly? Not Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> no. Not Machine Gun Kelly. No. Machine Gun Kelly would be late. He'd be too busy cutting the sleeves off the jersey before he got there. I like Machine Gun Kelly, but no. Oh, Dustin's got a good idea. What about Mike Hargrove? I don't mind Hargrove. I don't mind that. But again, I think it needs to be somebody everybody Every, knows. Yeah, it, I it, do. It's 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 the Super Bowl. It's the it's the big show. It's the it's the cream of the crop. You can't have Mike Hargrove. I don't know if he's big enough. Tweets right back in says Dan Gilbert. I like yeah. LeBron James throwing it. Yeah. I mean, LeBron's really the easy pick, right? But he can't because well, they're playing Tuesday night. So it's not like he can throw the throw the ball and then run across the street and play. Although if anybody good, good. good. Yeah, I. Uh, if it it's not going to be Gilbert, it's not going to be anybody Cavs related because they're raising the championship banner that night. Obama probably is going to do it in Chicago. I can mm-hmm. see that. Fantone may have nailed it. Maybe Drew Carey's the pick. Hosted the Price is Right right there. It's pretty mainstream. Everybody knows who the right guy is. Right down the middle. Everybody knows that. You're right. Absolutely. He's got to wear the old school glasses, though, which he's not a fan of doing that much anymore. But in order to bring it full circle, I think he has to do it. But I I would support Drew Carey doing it. Stipe. Oh, Jay White. What a great pick. Stipe would be a good pick. I don't know about game one, but another game in the series, another home game for the World Series, I would support Stipe throwing it. Game one, I think you got to go full-blown celebrity. Everybody in the world knows who that is as soon as you turn the TV on. You want to be on the map? Yeah. I didn't know this. Tom Hanks is a huge Indians fan? I didn't know that. I mean, he had lived in Cleveland for a long time, Tom Hanks. He got his start here. So, I, uh, yeah, that would be a good pick. I would take Tom Hanks. There's an initiative that has been started to help women with a problem that they face most often more often than guys do it's really a female issue there's an initiative to help stop it and when i read it it made so much sense and it was such a smart idea that i couldn't believe it took this long for this to be a thing i cannot wait to tell you about this we'll do it next on rock 1069 Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. It's Northeast Ohio's first, fastest, and longest indoor high-performance electric go-karting track. If you haven't been out there yet, no better time than October Fast. It's the time. The October Fast special is killer. Check this out. Monday through Friday from noon to 6 p.m., you get two races for 25 bucks, and at 6 o'clock till close, you get two races for 30 bucks. October Fast is going on at High Voltage Indoor Karting. Find out more at HighVoltageKarting.com. 
Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Twitter's disagreeing with my estimation that the World Series, outside of the two markets where the teams play, I don't think it'll be all that highly rated, and I just don't. The ALCS wasn't all that highly rated, and I... I think the Cubs will draw a little interesting factor. People want to see if they're going to win. But the Indians are going to destroy the Cubs, and so that will erase all of that viewership. It's going to erase it all. And I get that the Cubs are storied, right? But outside of Ohio, nobody cares about the Indians' history. And I'm not looking to be mean about it. I'm just telling you factually. No, dude, the Indians are not one of those franchises. You know what I mean? They're not the Cubs. They're not the Red Sox. They're not the Yankees. In football, they're not the Packers. They're not They're not a team like that. We care. We love them. Obviously, it's our home thing. But outside of this market, it's they're not like one of the storied franchises of the game. They're just not. Now, you can get to be that. You win a couple World Series in a row. You, you become the draw or whatever. But it's not... I just... Dude, all the networks are bracing for very low ratings because of the markets that are in it. It's just the way it is. Now, look, I could be wrong. Haven't been wrong yet with any prediction I've made. Maybe this will be it. I still think we win the series, but overall, I think national attention. Dude, ratings in baseball have been down for the last three years. They're just, nobody's watching these games. Again, he, he's now tweeting back at me. I never cared about the Red Sox, but I watched the series where they broke the curse because I wanted to see history be made. Again, I think you're bringing your personal thing into it. I think people will be interested in seeing the Cubs, but when they, when, when they go down two games early, people are going to go, here we go again, Cubs are going to lose, and they're just going to tune out. And then it'll be Ohio watching it, Chicago watching it, as I've predicted, and it'll go away. It's just the way it's going to be. It's I just I'll guarantee it. Chris, you think of a bet, you set the bet, tweet at me, and I'll make the bet. Whatever it is you want, I'll make the bet. I'm telling you the ratings for that series not gonna be legendary or anything like that. Online dating is very, very difficult for a lot of people. I find it to be hard. We were talking about Tinder and POF just yesterday about I you know I don't really like this stuff. I like to meet people in a more standard way. I find the digital get downs to be a little depressing. Now, that's from me. Now, for a woman, this can be a lot scarier in the, in the sense of, oh, my God, who am I about to go out to dinner with? You don't know, right? A lot of people lie online. There's fake profiles. There's all kind of stuff. Yeah, anytime, whether you're dating or selling something or any meeting that you have via a, a, an internet connection, you'd have to treat with a little bit of care there. You have to be at least a little bit. On you your know, guard. Right. On uh, your guard. You know, men or women, but women in particular, for sure. Women face a much uh, larger issue with this than men. Of course. Okay? So over, I think this is England when this is happening, and this is brilliant, and I cannot believe that it took this long, as online dating's been a thing forever now, and you know, there's, a, there's always been personal ads and this kind of like, I cannot believe it's taken this long. So over in London, if, if a woman is out on a date, and she doesn't know the man, and she gets a weird feeling... They've created a hashtag called no more. And this is all about saying no to sexual violence and abuse. Now we have that here too. You're seeing it a lot of the commercials, but through that hashtag, they've created an initiative and it's asking for Angela. And that's not a victim of sexual abuse or or any one of those things. They just picked a random name and started with the letter a, and here's what you do. If you're out on a date 
and you feel as if the guy you're about to you know have dinner with or drink or whatever it should be is creepy or dangerous or you don't feel like you're safe or the guy lied in his profile and it, like you saw a picture and a guy showed up that's not that photo all you are to do is excuse yourself from the table say you're going to the bathroom you go to the bar and say hi i need to speak to angela and the bar staff calls you a cab or calls police gets security and gets you into a safe situation so you don't so nothing bad happens to you brilliant yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think there's a, um, a safe word, and the, the thought of that is is appropriate. I'm a little concerned that somebody is going to need help in a situation, and they're going to go up to the bar and, hey, can I talk to Angela? And the person, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Unless this is something that's implemented, kind of as law, I think there's going to be a lot of like Angela, who are you talking about? They're, they've gone to a bunch of like uh, you know restaurants, bars, and like public places, and they're starting to inform people of what's going on it's also uh spreading via social networking like twitter and you know all that stuff they have like twenty two thousand retweets so far of this post um and it's being posted in bathrooms like hashtag no more is printed out posters and they're now putting them up in bathrooms which makes all the sense in the world and if you're a woman out there dating this has got to be a little bit of like, oh, okay, I can relax a little bit. Not like it's going to obviously keep everybody safe, right? But anything you can implement to, you know, to keep these kind of things down is good. No harm in this. I don't no, see it's any. Like What's know, I don't. I don't see any issues that could arise from this, other than if people are unaware. But at that point, even if the bartender or the server or whoever was unaware of this, you're no worse off. You know what I right. mean? It's not like you found yourself in a worse situation. You still, you know, you still, you still are where you are. So I, I support it. I don't know. You know, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a um, how many. It'll be interesting to see how much this works, how many people this saves, how many people this helps. I uh, I I hope it eventually moves over here. I think it's a great idea because I talk to a lot of women, obviously, you know, uh, through POF and through Tinder. And one of the things they always talk about is, well, you know, meeting guys and they're creepy. And dude, honestly, most guys are creeps for sure. And uh, dude, honestly, which. Ah, uh, you know what? We'll wait till Monday for that. But most guys are kind of creepy, and they can come off. Even if they aren't totally creepy, they can come off that way. Like some of the jokes and some of the things they say. And so, I think a lot of women have a hard time getting themselves at ease while going out on a date with somebody they don't know. And a little bit of a safety bullet here is probably not the worst idea. I would assume that the worst quote unquote like Tinder horror story a guy could come up with was like, damn dude, she was way uglier than her pictures were. If you start getting into the worst Tinder stories that women have been involved with, I'm sure it is far, far worse is stuff they've faced. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah, I mean, well, just look. Just look. I mean, a guy running for president talks about how he just grabs him, just starts making out with him. So, I mean, if that's a, a dude, that's a guy who's trying to become the president. Now, look, he said those tapes were obviously before he thought he was going to do that. But still, if that's what that guy's doing, imagine what dudes are doing on a day to day basis. You know what I said? We were going to wait till Monday, but I'm not. Okay. So there's this new show on HBO. It's called Westworld. Right. And I was watching it. And now I'm out. And I'll tell you why. It's all about like it, it's like a vacation that you take and they put you into like an old world where you ride horses and like you're a cowboy. Right? Okay. Every episode is dudes showing up there and the first thing they do is smack women around and then rape them. 
And it's like, I'm sitting there watching the show, and I'm like, is this what you think I would do on vacation? Is this what you think I would do if I had all the money and could do anything I wanted and go on this vacation? That's the first thing I would do is smack women and rape them? I was like, dude, this is sending a horrible message that this is what guys secretly wish they could be doing if they had the money and they could go on vacation and do whatever they wanted. I wouldn't just rape chicks because I'm on vacation. Is that the point of these scenes is to show that, like, you know, given the opportunity, a lot of people would be this evil. A lot of people would be this. I haven't seen the show, so I'm just. I don't. They haven't really driven that point home yet. That may unfold. And now, you know, I know people are going to tweet at me and go, they're robots. They're not even people. But. The reality is, is that that is what you are doing when you when when you feel like nobody is looking and you could get away with things. If I knew something was a robot, doesn't the same morality still exist? In I it? think it does because I, I think if you're raping something, dude, it's deep down inside you want to take control that way. I, I, I guess at that point, that's probably what this show's bigger picture is. Like I said, right? Dude, I it might seen, be. I haven't seen this episode or don't or, even bother the show. I mean, first episode was not that great. Second was a little bit better. Third, it was back to a disorganized mess. I mean, that show is a disorganized mess. And like I said, I'm kind of giving up on it now because I'm like, dude, they, the producers of this show, the writers of this show just assume, oh, yeah, if you're a guy and you have a bunch of money, this is exactly what you would do. I would never just be like, oh, OK, I'm on vacation. Let me smack a bitch around and then rape her. It's terrible. That's not what guys want to do on vacation. I want to lay on the beach and drink booze. That's what I want to do. I don't, I don't have secret rape fantasies. And it's just, it came out very, very strange to me, that HBO show. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show and Bon Jovi tickets next. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have Bon Jovi tickets. You'll have them under 10 minutes from right now. That phone number is 1-800-243-7625. Nice and slow. That's how you win those. I'm glad you brought that up. So even though you can't put the podcast up because of our new system is broken and we're waiting for that to get fixed, I apologize. I still went back and I listened to that program and cut things up for best of. So I went back and I pulled that time when I said that phone number. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly slow the way I said it. You could have easily written it. You could have easily gotten it. Because I was like, all right, maybe I did do this because I talk fast. I do sometimes. And I went back and I listened to it. I was like, no, that's totally audible in every way, shape, or form. When people don't win prizes they want. Look for excuses? Yeah, they get all butthurt about yeah, things. You know, all right, I don't want anybody butthurt. I'm not trying to make, you know, I'm not yelling at anybody. I'm just saying I thought I was in the wrong there, but I went and listened to it. I said it slow enough. You said the number too fast. You don't pick up the phone. You don't like callers from outside of the listening area. And none of those things are true. I don't have caller ID on this phone, dude. Not at all. Red lights blink. That's about as far as it goes. Uh, Caller ID has existed since 1995. Why on earth would you think that we have the technology in Rock 106.9 studio to do that? Come on now. Dude, they, we barely have microphones. CD players were like a big thing. Like, hey, dude, have you guys heard about these? We're going to put CD players in. Maybe we should be the station in the Cornfield and Alliance. When you're in the marketing world, mm-hmm. you take big swings. You try to like create these amazing creative ways to get people's eyes and attention on your product and what you're trying to sell, right? I mean, you're over the top. Look at the Sanders brothers, right? Everybody knows who that is. I just said the Sanders brothers. Everybody knows who that is because of those commercials. You know who I'm talking about, right? So when you're in the marketing, you try to break through. 
getting people to acknowledge and recognize that you exist is such a big hurdle for any business, any brand, any like that's that's it. Once you can do that, after then you can start to grow, you can start to diversify. But that first step of just know that I exist, know that I'm a thing is it's a huge challenge and you do have to look at it creatively. So there is a humane society in Windsor, okay, up in Ontario, who has to walk back and apologize for an ad that they had for trying to get people to adopt cats, right? They took in like something like 200 cats or whatever, and they were trying to get rid of them. They were running a good deal. They were just going to be 50 bucks. Good deal. And the ad had Donald Trump at the very top of it and a star. Now, again, this is Windsor. This is Canada, Ontario. Has Donald Trump at the very top of it, pictures of cats, and then Donald Trump at the bottom. And smart people know exactly what I'm about to say right now. The ad says this. You don't have to be a star to grab a pussy dot 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 cat. All cats over six months old, just $50. October 19th through the 23rd. And people obviously took exception to this. As you should. And all the tweets are all are all in line. You know me. I'm not the guy that likes when people complain. I'm not. I wish people that complained would shut up. But this isn't complaining. This is pointing out that you're doing something that's not right. Right? George wrote in and says, that's so clever. I like the look on the face of the cat in the lower left-hand corner as if the kitty is shocked by what Trump has just said or shocked by how good your promotion is. Aaron writes, I'm amazed that you guys are even using this. I'm pretty disgusted and shocked using sexual assault as a joke to sell animals. And there's truth in that. Right? I mean, a humane society. I've seen bars do this now with this grab them by the pee thing. People are making like certain shots called this and the come grab it by the pee shots. And I've seen that outside of bars and things like that. And it's a little tasteless. But for a bar, I'm like, eh, whatever. I'm like, you know your kid's not like mom take me to the bar your kid is mom take me to go get a cat and i mean is it still inappropriate yes yes Yes. so i wouldn't put it outside of my bar it's inappropriate but when you're trying to i mean do you're a humane i mean the word humane is in the title of your operation and you're not you're not going to be humane to Victims of sexual assault? This is, they thought they were making the punchline Donald Trump. Right. And they're not. And you missed the punchline there. Yeah. Big, huge swing and a miss. And here's the funny thing the spokeswoman for the Humane Society, surprise, woman, is like, oh, yeah, sorry, we didn't know. What do you mean you didn't know? Like, literally, the answer is we didn't know? That's terrible. You got to think better of this stuff. Sexual assault while trying to get rid of cats? And again, I'm normally the guy that's like, oh, suck it up, sissy. But certain things you can be like, well, yeah, I can understand why that upset people. Now, I understand how in the uh, boardroom meeting they were like, dude, oh, my God, Trump just said it. We have a ton of cats. Let's do this. But somebody along the line had to have been like, eh, maybe not. I understand how the idea got there. But after thinking about it, after talking about it, somebody along the line should have been like, well, is this going to be perceived as... Oh, in the brainstorming meeting, I understand how it got thrown out. For sure. I get that. I've definitely thrown out more than a few like, dude, that's not the greatest idea in a brainstorming meeting. Grab them. You don't have to be a star. 
to grab a pussy dot 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 cat. Yikes. Bon Jovi playing the queue March 19th. Tickets go on sale tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. You can win them right now by calling 1-800. Slow. Two. Four. Three. Seven. Six. Two. Five. God, I am a dick, right? (laughs) I just totally am. I apologize. 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to Bon Jovi. Fantone. Dude, boy, uh, dude, buddy, your season right around the corner. Yeah, calf season right yeah. around the corner. Tuesday, so we're, I, w- I want to get into that with you with the whole championship banner, that whole thing, and the Cavs direction. I know is going to be coming out pretty strong. But when I tell you what the NBA as a whole is doing, I dude, I, I, they're wrapping their arms around technology, and I think other sports need to follow suit. I'll tell you what that is next on the Stansbury Spirit Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Factory terror tickets up for grabs. Around 9 o'clock this morning, we'll do that. Just sent somebody else to Bon Jovi. That dude seemed pretty excited about that. Yeah, he was pumped. I can't lie, man. I like the Jovi. I'd go. I didn't know this, but apparently there's a woman here that, that lives locally whose last name is Bon Jovi. Really? And she is, in fact, cousins with John Bon Jovi. I didn't know that. Our boss was just telling me that. He was also just telling me that apparently 3.30 this morning, somebody from corporate emailed him and told him that our podcasting issues should be fixed today. So if you missed the show the other day, when people were begging me for years to put Maxwell on the radio, I finally did it, was unable to pass it out digitally because, well, that's the kind of luck my career's had. Hopefully, we'll be able to get that online for you today. So if you missed that or just want to listen again, hopefully we'll be able to do that. Tuesday night, man, the the Cavaliers will raise the championship banner right across the street. The Indians will uh, face game one of the World Series. But NBA season right around the corner, and I got to tell you, I'm pumped about it. I cannot wait for the NBA season. Um, there's something you know special about going into a season as champions. I know, like winning the championship obviously is a big thing, but you know, defending that championship, honestly, maybe a little bit more exciting. We'll have to see how this season goes. Obviously, as a Cleveland sports fan, I don't have too much uh, perspective on what it's like to uh, be walking around as a winner. No, not a lot. This is uh, this lot. is brand new territory for right. us. So the NBA, all excited about their new season, is wrapping their arms around a, 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 a section of technology that I think other sports are going to rush to do if this goes as well as I think it might. And that's the NBA is the first major sports league to embrace virtual reality. For the upcoming 2016-2017 season, NBA Digital and their partner NextVR announced that they are going to broadcast at least one game every week during the season in virtual reality. It will have its own dedicated announcers, you'll get multiple camera angles, and you'll get VR-optimized graphics for this. Now, if you want to take part in this, you will need to have a full-season NBA League Pass subscription. Because that's, I mean, they're going to pick a game. It's not going right. to be, you know what I mean? It's not going to be all Cavs games or anything like that, right? Now, you can get that through your cable provider. And the VR games can be viewed using Samsung's Gear VR. Because that's who LeBron assigned with Samsung. And the next VR app. 
better hope that Samsung next VR doesn't blow up on your face like a Note Seven. But I guess who knows? We'll just have to. You'll you know to, what? I, I, you know, I, I wonder about that. I, I, you know, I think it's one of those things where a vast majority of Samsung products have had no issues, so it's not necessarily fair to be like, oh, dude, it's gonna blow up on your face. But I don't know. Well, you have a, you have a six, right? Yeah. The, the six fits into those VRs, and so I'm yeah. sure a lot of people are doing that. Too. Yeah. So the NBA says that other VR headsets will be supported later in the season. They're just gonna get their feet wet with it with the Samsung's gear, and of Makes course, sense. again, a lot of their NBA players are signed with Samsung, so that makes all the sense in the world. During game breaks, fans will be able to see in-venue entertainment and behind-the-scenes arena footage. So you'll see, like the you know the the rally squads and the dance squads and all that kind of stuff. Uh, much more at, at you know a much more at the ballpark experience, taking you okay. to the game while leaving you in your house. Okay. Which honestly is what we're all kind of looking for, right? I mean, everybody but the leagues themselves. Right, like at some point, I mean, haven't we seen attendance down in in uh, football games a little bit because the at home viewing experience is so good now? Like, dude, uh, lower income people have flat screens now, right? You know what I mean? Right. So, like, the viewing experience is so good at home now. The fridge, the bathroom, all that stuff. I think worth noting with the NBA is much more than NFL for sure, and and even more so than baseball. The NBA is a global game, so they're not necessarily doing this exclusively for the American mm. audience who's going to go to a Cavs game or going to You're go to right. a Knicks game or going to go to you know whatever game. This is going to be a a brand expansion as opposed to getting butts in the seats. They say here this is the the. Uh, this programming marks the first regular schedule of live games delivered in virtual reality by a professional sports league. And it's a big deal. They're beginning to uh, see regular, consistent VR content like professional basketball that millions of people actually want and care about. And the NBA, I think, deserves a little credit for uh, you know blazing the trail here. Uh, you would have thought this would have been the NFL. Yes. Because of the contact, because of you know that kind of thing. The NFL, um, and I think a prime example that you've seen is that teams are no longer allowed to put up like videos or vines or loops or anything like that on social media of game footage during the game, Mm -hmm. where the NBA encourages teams to, where they understand that it's not just like, hey, I want their eyes on the TV right now. It's I want them caring about the NBA product. I want them caring about basketball. I wonder if that's because the NFL has the TV ratings they want and the NBA is trying to get there. I wonder if that's part of the argument, and that's why the NFL is being stodgy of going, no, we we have the rating. We're the most popular sports league there is, and the NBA is trying to play catch-up a little. You're, I don't most, know. You're the most popular sports league there is in America when it comes Not to worldwide. worldwide dollars. NBA kills it, dude. NBA kills it because it's a much more uh, palatable game across the pond over there. I mean, you go into other countries. You go into other places. It's easier dude, to play. And it's American football. You can do it by yourself. It's American football, and, and it's it called American football for a reason. Right, yeah. It's because it doesn't translate. You're right about that. So I wonder, it'd be interesting to see. I'll tell you, you, and it should be no shock what I want, but I'll tell you the sport that I think needs this and needs it really fast is UFC. The UFC in virtual reality would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't had like a good VR experience yet. I think the last time I put on like a VR headset was, I mean, uh, over a decade plus. So you ago. haven't had one of those Samsung? No, yet. I haven't put on one. I haven't like I haven't taken that plunge into like, all right, well, what is this like? What does this really offer me? I haven't like used an Oculus or anything like that yet. So there's a part of me that's like, oh, I bet you it's going to be awesome. And there's still a part of me who's uh, skeptical of the technology that it's going to be able to kind of match what I wanted to. I'm kind of stuck here with virtual reality. I own two video game systems. I have an Xbox One and I have a PlayStation 4. 
Now, when I bought the PlayStation 4, I set it up, and my, my username is WRQK1069. I was going to play a lot of Call of Duty with listeners right. and stuff like that, and I do. Right. But I, starting more than one account and having your online account for that is very difficult and, and all these stuff, and I would like to have a user account that isn't based around the radio station. So I was going to go back to my Xbox and just simply use that. And get rid of the PlayStation 4. But now PlayStation has released their virtual reality machine. And there's like six games out for it. And I want to take part in that. Like I want to I, I want to see it. But I want to use it before I buy it. Because I, I, I'm like you. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep the headset on my face and still enjoy things. I, I guess it's just one of those things that you're going to have to do it, try it. I'm sure the first time you're going to be like, all right, that was five minutes, dude, that was enough. That's enough. But then as, you know, much like much like how when you first got a cell phone, you weren't tethered to it, you weren't attached to it. As now you are. Have, as things have progressed, as we've kind of all become more accustomed to having them in our pockets, dude, everybody's looking at their phone. And, and dude, I think technology and, and, and video games, it really is amazing to think that, you know, 30 years ago, it was it was. Pong, you know what I'm right. saying? Like the most basic, uh, you know, two shapes moving on a screen and everybody lost their mind 30 years later from that, you know, 30, 40 years after that. And we're going to have fully submersive virtual reality experiences. It really does show how much things have changed in our lifetime. John Sweeting says, according to Tony Grossi today, the NFL TV ratings are down 11 percent. Again, that's this year. And even down that 11 percent, they still trounce the NBA. And my guess is I've said it all along. I think the matchups in the AFC games have been bad. The Monday night games have been bad because the NFL doesn't like ESPN. And so they've taken all the rivalry games like last night, Green Bay, Chicago. Where was that game? CBS and the NFL Network. Because ESPN spends all their time talking about CTE and investigating the NFL, and the NFL Network doesn't, and so like that's and so they've taken all the really good matchups and moved them over there. If you look at the ratings being down, it's the AFC games and the Monday night games. That's who's down. And the AFC, the quarterback play is abysmal. There's one star quarterback in the entire conference, and that's Tom Brady. Everybody else is just okay. The the NFC ratings are still pretty good because you got Dak there, you got Aaron Rodgers there, you got the 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 teams are better. The, the, the Matt Ryan's in there. The the NFC is those teams. There's one really bad team in the NFC. They're the San Francisco 49ers. There's like six really bad teams in the AFC. I personally think that that and Hillary v Trump is why the ratings are down. Maybe not. Maybe it maybe it is the the abuse of women. Maybe it is the Colin Kaepernick thing. I don't personally think so, but I could be wrong there. But I think the NBA is smart with this, and I think looking for this. And I, Fantone, I let me ask you one more question before yeah. we head to this break. How long is it before live events are no longer a thing? Before you are just putting your headset on, and these guys are playing this game somewhere, but you're not there. Um, I think there's always going to be the audience. I think there's it's it's, it's people are going to want to be a part of it forever. But uh, how much longer until it's a must? Like, oh, dude, I have to be there. When uh, I, I soon, I, you know, as we look at 30 years ago, the the technology we've made since then, and the, the leaps and bounds that they've made since then, you're going to have to assume that within the next 10 years, I mean, it's going to be so good, it's going to be so lifelike that there's not much of a difference between being there or not. Yeah, I mean they've. I mean, home entertainment people have been trying to mimic that experience at home forever, and more and more technology comes out, the closer and closer we will get. I cannot believe that this is true, especially with all the knowledge that we have. But you will not believe what the STD rates in America are. You won't believe it. We're going to break those down for you next on the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9 will pass out those factory of chair tickets around 845 this morning. 
people are all excited about that. I'm actually going to the haunted house tonight. I'll be at the haunted school house laboratory later this evening. Phantom gave uh, a bunch of passes away for that over the last few weeks. Grand prize winner gets tours at venue with me. So I'll be doing that tonight. Yeah, you're gonna have to hold Saint Mary's hand. Um, are you gonna be one of those dudes who closes their eyes and just like, no, I don't want to see. It. I'm so scared. I don't know if I'll eye close, but I'll definitely, I'll definitely bury my face into the back of the person in front of me. But I don't know why, because I love scary movies. It's people touching me that I'm not wild about. I can touch you. Yeah, they kind of do. I don't like people reaching out at me like that. I'm not wild. I'll be honest with you. I'm not wild about that. So I've always had a little bit of a hard time with the with the haunted house. And some of those people in those things, I know you people love it, but some of those people in those things kind of take that job very seriously, and it's like... Well, I mean... It, no, fall, it falls a little flat on me. It's the highlight of a lot of people's year to be working up in that haunted house, and I mean, that's where they get money for Polar Pops the rest of the year, so I, I'm... Yeah, it's a, it's, a big, it's a big performance. Last year, I actually went very early, and I was like watching a bunch of those people get ready and like face paint and all that stuff. You wouldn't believe the preparation that has to go into that stuff, though. I mean, it's impressive on that level. It's like the dedication it takes to be good at that. It's uh, it is impressive. Like I didn't realize it's like hours in the makeup chair before you're ready to go out there. You know what I mean? I didn't realize that. So I'm having a little bit of a computer issue, which sucks. All right, let's try to open this link one more time. As I have here, what is the STD rates in America? Ugh. And spoiler alert. They've hit an all-time high in the United States. I can't believe that. In the day and age of where we all kind of have the knowledge that bumping uglies together without condoms is bad and that you know you can die from this stuff and that, like you can be extremely sick over this stuff, that I can't believe this is still happening. But the U.S. recorded the most cases of sexually transmitted diseases ever for a single year. According to a new report from the Center for Disease Control, CDC here, so it's not like this is some fly-by-night you know, company here. This is CDC. Three of the most common STDs saw a significant increase for the second year in a row there. In 2015, Fantone, there were more than 1.5 million reported cases of chlamydia. That's a 6% rise from the year before. Nearly 400,000 cases of gonorrhea were reported last year, and that adds up to almost a 13% increase from 2014. Doctors saw 24,000 recorded cases of syphilis. That's 19% rise from from the year before. All in all, the U.S. has an estimated 20 million new STDs each year. Wow. Wow. Half of those cases occur in people between the ages of 15 and 24. Half. So 10 million. Yeah, I mean, young people, I think, are going to be more likely to feel that sexually they risky. they don't have to wear a condom. And that's strange, though, because that totally flies in the face of teen birth rates, which are down considerably nowadays. Yeah, so, that is true. Uh, you know, I, I, maybe it is a situation of are more people being tested? You know what I mean? Like, is it is it maybe people are more likely to go get, you know, something that, you know, 10 years ago, you'd been like, ah, oh, whatever. It's just an infection. More people are, yeah, it, it, we're seeing more reported cases because people right. are trying to get treated. Right. So it's one of these things that sounds bad, might be good. Might be. The findings are troubling when you think about the fact that gonorrhea and syphilis cases were at historic lows just a couple of years ago. Yeah, that is bad. A sharp, a sharp increase like that. I mean, that's it, bad. It's bad news bears. The CDC says the budget cuts to health programs and fewer people using condoms are to blame. So you know what we should do? Let's shut down Planned Parenthood. 
Let's shut it down. No, you're right. It's the worst place ever. It's the worst place ever. Meanwhile, dude, when they did shut a bunch of them down in Texas, like the STD rates went through the roof. I was, I know I was on this yesterday. I know I was on this yesterday. And some of you disagree with me, and that's fine. That's where we're all allowed to, you know, disagree with one another. But I'm going to keep being on this until we do the right thing. Planned Parenthood is an absolutely necessary facility for this country. If this study doesn't tell you that, then you're never going to see it. I said this yesterday. Then I'll never have enough time to explain this to you and make you be able to see this. We talked about, I think it was super gonorrhea or super chlamydia, one of the two recently. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. You know, it's, the fact yeah, that, that uh, we did this earlier this week, right, where it's mm-hmm. now resistant to the medicine that they have. There's like a super gonorrhea out there, and they were worried we were going to have to go back to old world remedies for this stuff. Um, I uh, I'm surprised that there's not, and maybe there is in this article, but I'm surprised there's not uh, a showing of increase of AIDS, you know, cases, HIV cases, and the only reason I say it doesn't that, list HIV in here at all. The only reason that I say that is because we are going through a heroin epidemic right now and in interjecting drugs, sharing of the needles, and that uh, that's going to lead to you know uh, number one more HIV yes. and, and, and AIDS and things like that, hepatitis and things like that. Um, and you might think to yourself, well, dude, I'm not gonna go have sex with a heroin junkie but you don't know people's sexual histories you just don't you think you do you think you can look at somebody and say oh no dude look how hot she is and it's like oh dude it's at the bar we're gonna be fine we're gonna go have sex she's not making me wear a condom you have no idea what that woman has been through no nope. you, you, you just don't or how many men been through that woman right right <laughs> or, or 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 how many needles that woman has used or is her boyfriend or her ex-boyfriend some dude that she was sleeping with was he out there sharing needles i was gonna say is she sleeping with you because secretly she's a She's like dating a drug addict who's like really yeah. mean to her. And so my boyfriend's a dick. So I'm going to go to the bar and sleep with this dude. It's really easy to think that you can eyeball somebody you and can't. know, but you can't. You have zero clue. Marshall feels like it's a lot of uh, the reason why this is happening is because women are using birth control. So men don't feel like they have to use condoms. Well, that's dumb men because, my, you know, my dad would say to me while I was growing up, it's like, yeah, dude, a birth control stops a baby, but it doesn't stop your penis from falling off. Um, I think I think there, that's dumb men, but I think there's point there. I think the the increased usage of birth control it does make you feel like, well, you know, I know I'm not going to have a kid with her, so it's not going to be that bad, right? Yeah, that's that's men not that's me that's men being short sighted. I'm I'm being asked for what the what's the city slash rural breakdown. It doesn't get into that here, Joe. What I will tell you is is that you guys always think it's like the cities where this stuff is bad. It's not. Look at heroin addiction. Heroin addiction is affecting. Every small town in America. America has shifted, people. It's no longer that if you live in the middle of nowhere that you're safe. That's not the way it is. As a matter of fact, I would say it's probably never really been that way. It just was sold to you that way, and now we have technology. We're in, we get stories from all over the world. We know that that's not true. Yeah. My guess is it's always been this way. You look at those small white trash towns in the middle of nowhere, and like, are you telling me there's not rampant crime running, running through them? Are you telling me there's not drugs just tearing those communities apart? Come on. I lived in a town on the West Come Coast on. with, I think it was... 41,000 people, I think, was registered, like, you know, population. There was more crime, more incestuous sex and herpes and all that kind of stuff running through that town than any major city I've ever lived in. It's dude, this this American dream white picket fence. I live in the middle of nowhere. It's bunk. It's not real. It has never been real. Crime has been in these neighborhoods forever. Sexually transmitted diseases have been in these in these small places forever. You got to stop being afraid of the big bad city. It's not just cities. It's everywhere. 
Drugs are changed. I, dude, I guarantee you drugs has a lot to do with all of this because you get people taking Oxycontin. Now you're just, dude, as a guy, I can tell you, I've used it, all right? I was on it for a while. I can tell you. It's just you start taking this stuff, dude. You start sleeping around. You start doing it. One bad decision turns into two, turns into four, turns into six. Next thing you know, 400,000 new, 400, new cases of chlamydia. Wrap it up. Get dude, uh, dude. Condoms aren't that bad. They're gonna be fine. They're Sex not that is expensive. You go get them for free right now, dude. Go get condoms. They, go get them. It's you, you, you got to put a condom on. You got you're killing all of us. You have to put condoms on. We'll give you those factory of terror tickets, and we'll do that next. Hang on. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. Fantone, you're going to have to keep me on the ledge, buddy. I'm about to jump. I'm about to leap. I'm about to lose it. Stansberry has been radiating heat for that entire commercial slash song break. I'm furious right now. Okay. Because I'm hearing now it's Obama's fault that the STD rates are up. It's Obama's fault. It's Obama's fault. First of all, Obama isn't the word. The, the, that's not an exclamation point. You don't just get to go, Obama, and then that makes you right. Obama's know. not to blame for the STD rates going up. I love Republicans, dude. I love you guys. Because, let me guess, you think STD rates went up because women get birth control for free. Well, first of all, that's been wildly misreported. My friend works for Planned Parenthood. Most women get turned away for free birth control. Most women get turned away. Most. So, it's not really free. And second, the alternative to that is is to force women then to have kids that they didn't want, and then now you'd be the same guy bitching about paying for them. So you either pay for the one-time visit in the birth control, or you pay for the kid till it's 19. You'd be bitching about that. And then it would just be Obama babies, Obama babies. You don't get just to say Obama and then be done with it. What are you going to do next year? Is it going to be Hillary then? Yeah. Hillary! Yeah. Hillary! Hillary. Hillary is what it's going to be. You're going to be wrong next year too. You're wrong now. This is what I love about Republicans. They always want to cut money. And again, I'm a, I'm a fiscal conservative. They always want to cut money. But they always do it so damn short-sighted that when they do it, it ends up costing society more money in the end. Friday. What the hell am I doing? Dude, getting so hot. I thought maybe Obama was getting up in them guts, spreading STDs around. I thought maybe that was the accusation, throwing that presidential D around. I just hate it because that's what everybody does now. They just skip the, they skip the argument and go, Obama, and everybody goes, oh, yeah, yeah, he sucks. I have my problems with President Obama. I've been very critical, but if you go run the numbers down, run the numbers down. Economy? Better. Has bombed more members of ISIS than any president in history. Bombed more terrorists than any president in history. Meanwhile, everybody out there talking about how he's soft on it. You know, I'm, I, I'm I, no, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I, I, no, I can't. No, I can't do it. I'll argue with people and I'll, I'll have a debate with you. But when you're flat out wrong and you dig your heels in, I can't do it. You got four breaks left. It's Friday, dude. You got a Florida file story over there. What do you got? You got some sort of some of a farts or something. What do you got? An STD? Something? Give me something. Something lighthearted. No STDs is what got us Damn here. It. Damn it! I do have another political thing. Okay. Well, here here we go. Donald Trump is being blamed for ruining comedy. Okay. 
the producer of Veep. And I don't, you may, have you yeah. ever seen Veep? Yeah. Okay. Veep is this show for people that don't know. It's on HBO. And Julia Louise Dreyfus, who used to be on Seinfeld, is, well, she was the vice president, which is, again, Veep. And I don't know what's going on in the storyline of the show. She might be president now. I don't know. I, I, I don't really pay attention. But the executive producer of that show is saying Trump is ruining comedy because what made shows like Veep so popular is that she was an idiot, but still inside the confines of reality. He said what Trump is doing now surrounding the presidential election is so out in left field that nothing that you create in a fictional world even stands up next to the craziness that is what's happening on with our uh, politicians now. You'll see it with shows all the time. And I mean, radio shows, television shows, sports shows, things like that. When you get in the business of pushing the envelope constantly, there's going to be a point where things go too far, where you push things too far and you can't live up to that every like every moment again. You, you, you had that and that's going to be as far as you were able to get it. When that pushing of, of, re, of, of, of the envelope becomes a reality yeah i can see how that's a little bit concerning for staff writers of shows like the daily show like v right. politically based shows like that how I, do you keep going into this outlandish field when when a, a candidate is going more outlandish than you i never thought about that again i don't write television shows but if i did i would be like oh my god how do i do this now how, how do you out crazy crazy how do you do that? This election, I dude, I'm so ready. I'm just so ready for it to be over. I mean, under three weeks at this point, and but, there, there's going to be a part of me that misses it. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think so, dude. A, because you're going to win. You're, you're Team Hillary. You're yeah. going to win by a landslide. Yeah. And you're going to have all the craziness of this that you that you think you're going to miss because, dude, people are going to be furious when she wins. And every mistake she makes, and she's going to make plenty. So we've seen her history as she makes plenty, right? Because she's a human being. She's going to make plenty of mistakes. And every mistake along the way for the first term is going to be, they're going to pounce on it the way they did Obama's first term because first black president, first female president, she's going to have that kind of magnifying glass on her. First hundred days, for sure. Tough. There's going to be there's going to be no question that those first hundred days are going to be tough for her, but there's going to come to be a point where the 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 the, the very staunch and very um, you know loud Trump supporters are going to get tired out, and they're going to be like, oh, dude, we got four more years of this. So I agree with you that there's going to be a, a sect of people who are just constantly going to keep, keep banging their chest. So the same people who were pissed at Obama for, for everything that he did or did not do. Um, but as time kind of moves away from it, you know, there will be less and less people willing to support that that narrative sect of people yeah. and that narrative and yeah and i think you know just like everything else we'll find another story another gorilla will get shot in cincinnati or you know harambe. right there'll be another something which and by the way will move on i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna stop right here dude the harambe jokes aren't funny that's not funny anymore it was actually never funny in my humble opinion but i'm over the d's up for harambe wheels up for harambe I, 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 all that stuff falls very flat on me. Oh. All right. I need to breathe. Yeah. No more politics. Politic free zone. Breathe. No, we no. can't do that. Dude. No, like, you can't do dude, that. Dude, the biggest election in the history of the country is happening right now. You can't just make it a politics free zone. Yeah, that's a mistake for any show. That's a 
Yeah, that's a mistake. Maybe so is jumping up and down on the show down the hallway. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> that, might, that, might be, that might be a mistake, too. Speaking of radio shows. Yeah. Everybody knows the king of this is Howard Stern. All right, people always say about you know Trailblazers, they they kick the door open for everybody to come through it. Howard Stern, Howard Stern didn't just kick the door open; he built the door, then bo- then blasted it open, and all of us came running in behind him. Okay, there's nothing that can be done on the radio that Howard didn't do. Howard did it. If you hear anything and you're like, "Oh my God, did you hear that?" Howard already did it. I don't care what the big stunt of the day is or what it is. Howard did it, and Howard is now under attack by one of his own. And we're going to fill you in on that story next on Rock 106.9.